Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arskadden coming to you live from North Carolina. <clears throat> Excuse me. As we deal with some sinuses here today, and today we want to look at some good things that are are happening um, in the earth as we continue along our prayer journey of dethroning the thrones of iniquity, and today making sure we're focused on the Lord's sacrifice over the enemy's sacrifice so that we can remind ourselves of the promises of restoration that the Lord has given us. And today in scripture, we want to look at Jeremiah 33 and seeing how in the past in scripture, the Lord has given promises to the Israelites when Israel was left in desolation. But the Lord knew that at one point in time that there would be people and and flocks and life back in the land during, um, even after the time of Jeremiah. And so I want to focus on really three scriptures within Jeremiah 33. And the first one being in Jeremiah 33.10, where scripture says, Thus says the Lord, yet again there will be heard in this place of which you say it is a waste without man and without beast that is in the cities of judah and in the streets of jerusalem that are desolate without man and without inhabitant and without beasts the voice of god and the voice of gladness and the voice of the bridegroom and the voice of the bride the voice of those who say give thanks to the lord of hosts for the lord is good for his loving kindness is everlasting, and of those who bring a thank offering into the house of the Lord. For I will restore the fortunes of the land as they were at first, says the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, there will again be in this place which is waste without man or beast, and in all its cities a habitation of shepherds who rest their flocks in the city and in the hill of the hill country, and the cities of the Lowland, the cities of the Negev, and the land of Benjamin, the environs of Jerusalem, and in the cities of Judah, the flocks will again pass under the hands of the one who numbers them, says the Lord. And if you've ever been in the land of Israel today, this promise has yet come to fruition. And, and we remind ourselves of this because in this time of... Um, Best way to put it is increased iniquity is, is rising up during uh, this season of the earth. <clears throat> Chuck reminds us and he says, All iniquity on earth works from a satanic system of worship. Men to usurp God's authority and keep lost souls in darkness and blinded to the truth of the gospel. Just as godly worship is made through sacrifice, that is the sacrifice of Jesus, that reconciled our relationship to God, and then our sacrifice of praise and response. Satan's system of worship is blessed, or is based, excuse me, on sacrifice. And 
and we want to remind ourselves of even in this season of of increased darkness with the Halloween season coming up next week that as we're we're praying and standing for the thrones of iniquity be, to be removed that ultimately Christ's sacrifice and his blood on the cross has, is the only power to overcome these thrones of iniquity that are here before us keeping people in bondage and away from the eternal blessing of being in relationship with the Lord and, and blinded from the realities of things that are going on. And so we just want to to pray that today, of giving thanks to the Lord of hosts, um, for he is good and his, his loving kindness is everlasting as he has promised these restorations um, here before us, even now in today. So with that, we have uh, quite a few things to get to in the news, some things to pray about, um, some interesting things that actually came out last night in Alaska's debate um, for their Senate race. And first, the news out of North Korea, uh, and more so just the seeing what's happening on the ground there, is we talked about the other day how the U.S., South Korea, and Japan kind of gave a warning to North Korea if they, they continued this on, that there would have to be a change in really diplomatic relations. And so now North Korea has fired off two more short-range ballistic missiles off its east coast, according to South Korea. So now the response comes from, we'll see what it is if there is anything from the U.S., Japan, and South Korea. And so we want to pray for this administration to have the wisdom and fear of the Lord to deal with this issue. Because again, like we said before, is before this administration took office, you didn't see this stuff, and now we're seeing this stuff kind of pop back up again. Um, what is going to be their response will be really interesting to see because how they respond to this will, will let China know how it can proceed on whatever it deems what it wants to do possibly with Taiwan so a huge um, kind of tipping of the dominoes per se to see what comes out of this and why it's really important for this administration to not only show a strong front but to have a strong front together with Japan and South Korea as they make these decisions for the security of Asia Pacific and our allies in that region and Taiwan more specifically and Japan as well so something to pay attention to there now out of Alaska if you saw anything about the debates last night you saw this that uh, <laughs> Republican Senator Lisa Murkowski has come out and said that says she she does support the codification of Roe v. Wade. And so when you have this unfortunate reality coming before us of, you know, Democrats are getting upset and they're campaigning of anybody who would want to do anything such as um, codify life at the federal level. You also have some Republicans who are saying, well, I want to codify Roe v. Wade. And, and the Democrats as well, who would want to do the exact same thing. And so this idea that, yes, it, we want it to be left up to the states would be nice. Would be nice. But the reality is, is that, that there are those who 
realize the situation um, and for whatever reason want to codify Roe into office. And that includes some Republicans, not just Democrats. And that's where it's not about Republican and or Democrat. It's about picking up and standing on a firm foundation of what the Lord calls for us to stand for. And in this case, standing for life and the voice of the voiceless in this scenario and reminding ourselves that there's prophetic out there from people like a Cindy Jacobs who reminds to remind us that there will be a time in this country where we look back at this point in history and are ashamed to say that we would even consider this aspect of, of allowing abortion to be uh, occurred in this nation and people demonizing not only politicians but pastors, family members, friends, family for having the audacity to stand up for the voiceless. And so we point this out because people in Alaska have a decision to make. And might this throw the state into turmoil and, and what seemed like a, a nothing burger of a debate last night ends up coming out with some of the most profound um, acknowledgments for the people of Alaska to realize what their representative actually represents. And they have a decision to make of do they stand with this or do they make their choice and change their decision or and change their representation, better yet, moving forward, along with the other issues that that be. But this is this is the a very profound one because this tells you, okay, do they stand for life at the most basic level? Okay, here she's saying no, she doesn't. So now, the the onus becomes on the voters in Alaska for the decision of what they want. Now, speaking of elections, we're continuing to follow this story out of Pennsylvania where we saw the sitting state um, secretary of state within Pennsylvania say that there will um, not be uh, results the day of the election. Well, now it comes out that there are over 250,000 ballots that were sent out to voters without unverified IDs, meaning that of the think was it a million ballots that got sent out, you had a quarter of a million ballots that were sent out to people who do not have verified identification. H how do you send that out? How do you not check your voter rolls in making sure that people, number one, have verified IDs? Are these illegal aliens? Are these, who, who are these people? Are these people who moved out of the states? What, what's going on here? And um, there was somebody out of Florida yesterday who talked about it. He's like, look, Florida has one of the biggest populations in the entire United States, and yet they're able to get their voter counts done by 10 p.m. I think other the other 49 states can do the same, and I agree with those sentiments. Of how can, can states like Florida, California, Texas um, get things done, but Pennsylvania can't? Uh, when you're only talking about, right now, 500,000 ballots that you have to count because those are the ones only turned in. Plus, if people take the ballots that they got in the mail and return them to a voting booth as if they were voting the day of, 
then those ballots should be counted more easily and accessible. So something to pray about for those in Pennsylvania, something to pray about for um, other areas led by um, people of nefarious backgrounds, to say the least, in, in states like even Georgia and around Atlanta and all throughout the country as the you see what Chuck Schumer is talking about to President Biden on a hot mic of in Georgia how can they go for Warnock um and and that's why Biden is out on the campaign trail because they think he having him out there is a as a benefit yet to be determined we'll see um but this is the reality of where things are at in this election cycle uh, and the question is where else in the country has something like this been going on where else can it be uh, made aware of before the actual voting of elections and takes place and can it be dealt with in a proper time and function before the end results are, are taken up and so it'll be interesting to see what actually happens of this <clears throat> but the reality is, is the news is out there now what are the people in these states going to do now a few things we want to I mean just repent for from this administration is yesterday the president was speaking um, before a local community college in Syracuse, New York and falsely claimed that when he took office gas prices were around $5. That is obviously not true uh, factually and yet here he goes claiming and he claims some other things and it's just what is what is coming to 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 the forefront is that he makes these gaffes and this isn't anything new before he became president it's just becoming worse and worse and worse and worse um as we see the state of his mental capacity um and it's recently he's made he pretty much makes one gaffe per day um, Fox News did a report where it showed that he's done at least um, 17 gaffes over the last four weeks. So during the week, you know, Monday through Friday, he's making about, on average, one a week. Um, some days less, some days more. And and we just want to repent for the deception more so than anything that is, that is being used and coming out of this. Because depending on who he talks to, just like John Fetterman, depending on who he talks to, he he's gonna say what he what the people around him want to hear, and and it seems nice to sit here and say, oh yeah, gas was five dollars a gallon when I took office, and now it's down to you know three thirty nine. But it was just last it was just this June that it got up to five dollars, and now it's gone back down because of releasing of strategic petroleum, which will end up coming back to hurt us in the long run. And so we just want to repent for these statements made by the president. Um, as you know, things get closer towards the midterms and pray for people to be able to see right through this, um, even along the lines of this student loan forgiveness program where it's a court battle and the president came out yesterday as well during this same talk and claimed that uh, within the next two weeks we're going to see this case get resolved and checks going out. It's quite interesting that two weeks lines right up with the uh, vote on the midterms. If anything, there's unless something miraculously happens, it's going to take longer than two weeks to have this case, number one, be heard. I don't even know when the actual hearing 
um, and when the oral arguments will be made for this case. As it's not being necessarily reported yet, and that can change over the weekend and getting into next week. But the reality is, is it's just quite convenient for them to push for this as the midterms come around, just to get voters to be persuaded to possibly vote for them. Um, as obviously most of the people who would benefit from this are younger, high net or high influential uh, people who tend to lean in the president's coffers, and uh, mainly because they are in the president's coffers and actually work for this administration. So, just a lot of things coming out and, and a lot of politics being played. And again, going back to these blinders in this iniquity. When we were reading through um, these prayer points of dethroning the thrones of iniquity through the future war of the church, of uh, this is what the enemy wants to do. He wants to keep these blinders off on people, and this is a natural playing out, a natural representation of playing out what's going on in the spirit. And that's why we want to be here, standing on the wall, praying for the office of the president. And then kind of one of the last blinders we want to talk about is the report yesterday of the GDP coming out of a 2.6% uh, increase in GDP. And a lot of it is a false facade, to say the least. The president came out and really is attacking Republicans. You know, he wants to be the unifier, but he comes out and he attacks Republicans uh, saying that they've been rooting for a downturn in the economy, but today, you know, we've our economy has created 10 million jobs. Uh, unemployment is a 50-year low, and U.S. manufacturing is booming. Um, it's very quite interesting to see that um, to see him say that, <clears throat> and then going on to talk about how data shows that in the third quarter, Americans' incomes were up and price increases in the economy came down, um, and. What we're seeing here is last quarter, when it was 0.6%, it's kind of mum on the word from this administration, but now one uptick because of how certain things were done to increase the overall GDP, which were government spending um, in military and defense, that when you actually look at the reports, kind of blows it out of the water. And then you also have swings within um, inventory buildups, which can go either way in a quarter. It's quite interesting. And then um, John Kerry from, or Carney, excuse me, from Breitbart points this out. He says this. He says, in overall, uh, perhaps one of the most telling lines in the GDP report is something called final sales to private domestic purchases. This strips out the effects of trade, government, and inventories to get at domestic economic activity. This grew at barely visible 0.1% rate in the quarter, meaning when you strip out the effects of trade, which go back and forth, government spending, which why would that even be considered? It's not the private sector, it's the public sector in that, and then also inventories, which again, go back and forth. Because <clears throat> gross domestic product is what is we're producing. That tells us that it will not take much for real domestic economic activities to slip into a con 
contraction. This likely reflects the weight of falling real wages and depression, depressed consumer sentiment on domestic spending. In short, and this is the final thing on this GDP report, is that despite third quarter growth, the GDP report contains more tricks than treats. Beneath its masks of expansion, it suggests that the question before us is not on whether the economy will fall into recession, but when it will. And the idea of a gross domestic product report is to show how well the domestic economy is doing. So when you take out trade, etc., things like that, and you're only showing production within the economy at a 0.1% growth in the third quarter, that is quite alarming. So when, when you have Janet Yellen coming talking about of, well, you don't really see signs of recession because we've done things to prevent them with the Inflation Reduction Act, the um, um, the Infrastructure Act, and things of that nature. It's quite um, misleading, to say the least, about all that. And then one of the bigger, bigger reports that is not being talked about, that, I, that shows, again, quite where the overall economy is really at, is that credit card debts has returned to pre-pandemic levels. The reason I want to point this out is because, again, we've, there's prophetic warning from the Lord to get out of debt. Cash is king. This is the place to position how to position ourselves in the days ahead. And we're seeing people who before COVID, the overall credit card debt for the entire nation was at nine, $916 billion, And we're right there at that point now in September um, as yet October hasn't ended. And so reports um, aren't yet to come out. So we won't see those until the end of November for October, but in September, we're already back at pre-pandemic levels. It's not a good thing. As people were the good thing of able to get out and this get out of debt, which shows the problem of um, the government stimuluses. Now that's run out. Now their their, um, increase in consumer debt spending, as interest rates are rising, have increased. Um where they've just really eaten into their um, private savings over the last year and a half. So, again, I point this out to expose the reality of where things are really at, despite what the administration is trying to use as good thing. And statistics and numbers can be used to benefit um, what is you can call it the anointed those who are in power to get them to look good in the eyes of voters right before midterm election quite interesting how that plays out and then last thing in some good news actually great news if you saw it this has made the rounds is that elon musk has now officially taken over control of twitter and fired um the ceo the cfo and um, the head of the legal policy trust and safety, according to the Washington Post and others, and also fired general counsel. And these four people have been solely in control of Twitter and controlling what gets put out there, what doesn't, um, what you see, what you don't see. And the reason this is important is even ahead of this midterms and moving forward into the next round 
of elections in the 2024 elections, this will be ever more important and show its value in the days ahead as Twitter has become, Facebook, etc., have become the modern-day public square where people can report things. This is how people are sharing information or tried to share information and there have been things that have been hidden in the past season that's might that might have um determined and, and separated certain political candidates because of some facts about them that would change people's decisions and so now with these people out of the way and there's rumors of uh, possibly Musk firing up to 75%, 80%. Who knows whether that's true, but changing the culture in this organization alone is really shifting the ground. Now, there's rumors of President Trump coming back onto Twitter. Uh, most likely, he'll, he will not. Um, that would just literally destroy his social media company, Truth Social. Um, that would be a very, very bad business move on his part, and I think he understands that and is aware of that and has said, he said, I'm not really sure if I would come back to Twitter. This was obviously before Truth Social even made its public debut, and now it has made its public debut. So if we're, we're waiting around for that. Most likely won't happen. Um, he also he doesn't need Twitter to communicate with his fan base. He's email, Truth Social. Uh, he puts things out uh, um, via letters, which is actually better for him. Uh, presidentially speaking and so we'll see what happens but this is a benefit of people standing up getting involved and look elon musk is not the um most upstanding uh person in the eyes of even most citizens and and, and even how tesla's come about is through government funding people need to remember that and but when somebody stands up and says hey there needs to be um truth allowed in the public square and remember that part of this all started with his conversation with the babylon b after they got banned for saying a man is a man quite interesting how people can be buttons can be pushed just by saying uh basic truth that a man is a man and so Hopefully, this might be the last laugh uh, on this Twitter scenario, and people can just allow the truth to come forward. And and this is a great risk he took uh, financially, and so we'll see what plays out of this as we head into this weekend. And let's just remember to continue um, to stand on the wall, praying for not only um, this nation, but for these blinders off of the eyes of people to be removed so that their souls can be saved. And, and that's our purpose here, is to be able to join together as a body of believers early in the morning before the day begins, praying for our cities, our states, our families, our individual selves in this nation so that souls can be saved. And we can be the nation that the Lord has has prophesied over us to be a nation that spreads the gospel of the kingdom to the nations so hopefully you guys have a great rest of your friday and your weekend as we continue into this fall season right around the corner of the midterm so blessings and i will see you guys later have a good one